And of course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. Yeah. 
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. Winter is coming, and it damn sure is coming, because I am freezing my royal nenes off. And ladies and gentlemen, I am being joined by the AEW correspondent, the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. They prostituted. They prostituted Kansas. They prostituted Kansas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Kansas has been prostituted. Yes, um, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, Gator is referring to, as you guys know, we are here to talk about AEW. Winter is coming, and usually this is the part of the show where we say uh, we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't want to acknowledge the first official match of the evening because, as far as I'm concerned, it was the first official match of the evening because this match did not exist in Bucci's world. So I, I'd like Wait to a just skip. What do you mean? didn't exist in your world. What do you, Mr. Budrelli, what are you talking about? I'm saying that I do not acknowledge the cancer cells of professional wrestling. So, no, we're just going to no, skip Mr. over Budrelli, this. Mr. Budrelli, time out. I have to analyze this because I'm an analyst. I have to kill this with fire. G- Gator, children, Gator. Children, I'm getting out the flamethrower. See, Gator, wh- why waste the time with the flamethrower? I, I don't I don't want to talk about this. I want to skip it. I want to move on. You see? Why are you, what are you trying to, what are you, why are you mad? Because the, because because they shit upon my business, Gator. They shit upon my business. And when you give them attention, it allows the cancer to spread around their body. I would rather just ignore it. I'd rather we just cohabitate in our own little worlds. They they live over there. We live over there. And if at any point they try to invade my world, I just call Stephen P. New. Okay, I need to... Uh, <laughs> this is gimmick infringement. You're stealing gimmicks. <laughs> You are stealing damage. I, I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you mean. I just, no, no, no. I just know that you're using my intellectual property without my permission. So, children, it's time. Call Stephen B. New. 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 If you need to sue. Stephen B. New. Stephen B. New. Stephen B. New. Stephen B. New. Outlaw Mud Show two or somebody who does shitty movies kills your ass. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If somebody is infringing on your gimmicks or spreading cancer across a business that you love, call the law offices of Stephen Pinu. He's got a black lung but a heart of gold. Call Stephen Pinu. Black lung motherfucker. Hashtag, give me my fucking money. So, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Since Gator really wants to kill this with fire, I'm going to let y'all know something right off the bat. When the Elite are on TV, that's the only time I'm going to acknowledge their name, I skip them. I don't pay attention to them. So, I didn't watch this match, and I have nothing to say. So, okay. I, what I I'm going to do is... Shut up, the, sit in the corner. Go, go to the basket. Wait. Go to the basket. I got this. Go to Hold the basket. On. Go to the basket. I still have a job to do, so I will announce the match, and then I will go to the basket, which I rare, which I in my first time going to the basket, and I'm going to let Gator kill this with fire. And then once the flames are gone and the whole thing blows up like Nagasaki, I'm going to come back and I wait will. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I having permission to blow it up like Nagasaki? Can I get the bazooka? Yes. I want to, children, I, I want to see, children, I, I, I want to see the Uncle Gator's going in the artillery shed. Yes. I want to see them melt like Salvador Dali. So we're going to kick things off, ladies and gentlemen, with the first official match of the evening. I should say Gator will. The best of seven series for the AW Trio 
those tag team titles. Fuck my life. I can't believe this shit is happening. Once again, Death Triangle defends the titles against the Elite. Okay, children. This was not wrestling. This was nothing close to wrestling. This was prostitution of my business, of which they shit on. They come out to Kansas, of which we are... There is no God, children. There just is no God. This was terrible. This is not wrestling. This is nothing close to wrestling. What, how am I supposed to even properly talk about this? This is just so bad. This is so bad. There's no tags. There's no psychology. It's flippiness. It's just so fucking terrible. And the people of Dallas, let me just let me just tell you something, okay? If you think this is wrestling, this is awesome. This is awesome. Dallas, let me just tell you this. I hope all of the cowboys die in a plane crash. Um, I hope I hope the entire city burns down. I hope the Alamo fucking crumbles. Um, hmm, have I hit all the high spots yet? I hope the Von Erics all the last of the Von Erics get fucking crotch rod. I hope their movie sucks ass, even though MJF is in. I hope it gets zero dollars at the box office. All of you in Dallas, stupid. Your mother's stupid. Your father's stupid. None, none of you are fucking have any common sense. You grew up with wrestling. Now, granted, it was the Von Erich, and most people in Dallas are on crack because they fucking cheered the Von Erichs. But what the fuck? I shouldn't. I should not. Okay, I should not be mad at this. But I guess anybody that thinks Kerry Von Erich was a fucking star probably thinks Kenny Omega's a fucking star. So there you go. This is just so terrible. There's there's no words for the amount of bullshit that is seen here. And every person in Dallas, Texas, deserves to take a bullet from the top of the school book suppository. It, it, Can I nail it? I, yes. I, I think, I think, I'm just wondering, are, are you done? Have you got it all out of your system? All of you deserve to be fucking JFK'd from the fucking grassy knoll. Okay. Alright, Gator. You made your point. They've had enough. No, they haven't. I'm not done. The rage is hit. Uh, everyone from Dallas is a pussy, including The Undertaker. Okay. There we go. So, I hope Stone Cold Steve Austin comes through with a beer truck and runs over all of your children. Okay. Did I hit enough references? Yes. I hope the Dallas Stars take a hockey puck to the vagina. You know, and, and the part that shocks me the most is that he went after the Cowboys. He actually likes that team. I am a Cowboys fan, actually. Yes. That's why I was like, wow, he went for the Cowboys on that one. I am a heel first. Good to know. All right. So, now, on that note, we're going to... I don't know if you want to talk about the afterbirth or can we just move on? What uh, what afterbirth? Kenny gets on the mic and says, hey, we're going to have a DQ match next week because we can't make this any more interesting. Yeah. And it's being shoved down our throat so bad, he just wants to shove it down even more. Lazy you know, you know, like that uncle that everybody has that wants to rape you on the pullout couch? Yeah. Yeah, take the dick a little further, buddy. Yes. Don't tell your auntie or your mama. Jesus okay. Christ. He does look like that gay uncle, doesn't Kenny? has the same fucking music taste. Whoa. Jesus Christ. All right. Carry on my wayward son. There is no peace because you're not done. I can't lay my weary head to rest. I'm still crying some more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Rise above the noise and confusion. I can't. It's Kenny Omega. All right. So have we have we finished? Can we move on now? Yes, Mr. Bujarelli. We can carry on. Thank you. It's just a dust in the wind now. Yes. There's a little dust on the bottle, but we're good. Okay, uh, the country zone. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Okay. So on that note, we're going to cut to the backstage area to someone who actually fucking matters in this company. Um, The AEW world champion, MJF, who was asked about the main event. He discusses Ricky Stark's memory 
memorable promo last week. He says he has been hitting home runs from the start. He says he made Starks a star, and he says pressure will be applied to the pebble tonight. This was a great promo. I mean, we know how MJF is, okay? We know he's going to show his stuff. This is where he shines. This is where he shines. Yes, I I was ultimately impressed. He basically picked apart Ricky's promo while still adding in some interesting stuff of his own, and, you know, nothing felt forced or out of place. Like, MJF... This is how you get a baby face over. Yes, MJF really did very well in this match. And he is such a genius of the wrestling business that it's... He's a motherfucking prodigy. It's almost unfair how fucking great he is at his age. And on that note, we uh, cut to the acclaimed. They come down the ramp. They do a bunch of random politics in the rap. And they get attacked by Satnam Singh, Jeff Jarrett, and Sanjay Dutt. Jarrett Black. Caster with a guitar shot. He then tells Caster, "Scissor this, slap nuts." After he called him a bitch. Yes. He did. He did all to get to get the whole shit in. He called him a bitch. <laughs> um, this was stupid. What was this? What was this? I think that they were making a statement that they want the AEW tag team titles, but the we're qu- making a statement. We've got one good wrestler, the acclaim, and a washed out old man, along with the seven foot tall. Pin- Head we found in the fucking freak show. Yeah. And an, and an Indian whose relevancy kind of died out in 2007. Yeah. He, so, uh, so, if that tells you anything, turn all this up. Hold on. Yeah. This whole thing was goddamn ridiculous. And what bothered me, now normally when the acclaim get, it gets interrupted from their rap, I normally get really, really angry and pissed off. But because this particular rap was the shitty and uh, I'm still. <laughs> Still fuming over last week. I was actually happy to see the acclaim take an ass whooping. Um, I don't know who from this three-man group is going to challenge for the tag team titles, but until we get some clarification on that, I don't know how to feel about this, and I'm kind of just like blah. Exactly. It's it's if it's gonna be anybody, it's probably gonna end up being um, Jay and Jeff. But I, that I would like to not- see. I, I wouldn't mind that since it's obvious Sanjay Dutt isn't gonna get in the fucking ring. Yes. Yeah, so well, he can't work no more anyways. The man's got a fucking neck in. Oh, okay. He's not he's not clear. So it's this is just this is just a waste of my fucking time. It really is. And waste of Yes. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area with Chris Jericho, who vows who vows to win tonight, and he makes it clear that he wants a rematch for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jericho says Daniel Garcia should have never lost the ROH Pure Championship. He calls Ricky Starks a flash in the pan and tells Garcia to shadow his elder, Sammy Guevara, who challenges John Moxley to a match on AEW Rampage. Okay, this promo sucks, but we're going to get into some other things. This promo, this promo here, I, is the story the implosion of JAS? Is that what this is? Because that's that's the only thing I can think that would make sense. The implosion of JAS. I don't know. Or as I or as I call it, leaving Jake Hager, some guy named Daddy Luke, and a fucking cool hand dude in the wind. Yeah. So that way, um, you know, Jake can sit in a corner admiring his hat, and you know, Daddy Magic can sit in a corner and admire his nipples. Because this is here's the thing that's and, and since we're on this subject 
Impact. Uh, obviously, since it was a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, we did not wa- I did not watch Final Battle. I had no plans to recap Final Battle. But they did show highlights. So with that being said, I'd like to get something off my chest that has been pissing me off since Gator sent me the results of this fucking pay-per-view. First off, first off I watched. Yeah, Gator watched because, you know, he, he wanted to see FTR and Dem Boys, you know, and I can't say and, that I Well, that was the only reason why I watched. Yes, but here's what I want to say right now. First of all, I'm not happy with the fact that Jericho is no longer the Ring of Honor World Champion. I also find it incredibly annoying that they cut this thing short and didn't have more former Ring of Honor World Champions and circle underscore highlight the words world champions to face Chris Jericho. Even though there's a good chunk of them that are currently employed by WWE, there's a plenty on the indies that could have been brought in to keep this story going with Chris Jericho as he continues a reign of terror on Ring of Honor. He gave it back to Claudio for reasons that make no sense other than the fact that the Ring of Honor world champion apparently is not required to know how to cut a promo. No, no, not at all. Apparently, that's that's not a that's not a requirement for a Ring of Honor World Champion, which explains why the company doesn't draw any money. So I gotta sit through highlights of this match, and it was a good match. Jericho, Claudio, both great in ring wrestlers. I expected nothing less. But here's what happened that I didn't expect. This is the weakest finish I have ever seen in a rest in a world title match. Really? Of all the things that could have been done for Claudio to win this match, a neutralizer, an uppercut, a powerbomb, fucking anything, Jericho taps out to the big swing. I'm going to say that one more time because I feel like some of y'all ain't taking this journey with me. Jericho tapped out to the swing, to the swing, to the swing, to the swing. Swinging Jericho around, you know, the kind of thing that most fathers do with their young children when they want them to go, wee! He tapped to that. Really? For years. Decades even. I have watched Claudio back when he was Cesaro. Even back when he was Antonio Cesaro. Some of y'all probably don't remember that shit. I have watched this motherfucker swing main eventers, mid-carters, jobbers galore. Not one of those motherfuckers ever tapped out to the big swing. You know why? Because no one taps to the big swing. You know why? Because before Claudio did it, you know who that move was reserved? for? Anybody? Anybody? Gator, do you know or should I tell the people? Does anybody know? You're going on a rant. Go, go, go. Okay. The Divas. <laughs> that was their thing. <laughs> That's what the women did. The bitches. And if somebody find me footage, I challenge the Boochcast Nation, I challenge you to go find me some footage of a woman doing the big swing and someone tapping out. I challenge you to find it. Or even pa- if the bell rang and the match was over afterwards. I challenge you to find it, because I doubt you will. No one taps the big swing. Nobody. It is a weak-ass move that is meant to just tire somebody out, you get them lightheaded, you set them up for a finish. One, two, three. Yeah, exactly. It's like the airplane spin. It's not meant to be it's not It's not meant to be a finish. Yeah. Now, maybe the airplane might have been a finish in the, in the glory days of Southern Wrestling, but it was not. You motherfucker, hold up. What? What you do not. Uh, first off, it was never finished in the glory days of wrestling. I'm just saying, it, but, unless it was unless it was combined with something like say, a a fireman's carry yeah, or something yeah, like 
that. Yeah, but, no, I'm just saying, like, back in the day, you know, moves like a leg drop or a DDT could end a match. Like, today, they, 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 that really... it was It was normally combined with, like, a fireman's carry if you were going to do that. Okay, and, okay. And it was more or less just disorientating. Yeah, okay. And, until the fireman's carry, and then it was like, okay, well, that'll work. All right, fair enough. But how the fuck do you tap to that? Do you, if Jericho doesn't understand, if Jericho doesn't comprehend how much of a pussy that makes him look by doing that, then he has taken oh, no. way, it gets worse, children. Then it get then he has taken way, way, way too many unprotected chair shots to the cranium. If he honestly worse, thinks Oh, I'm sure oh it does. But I'm just saying that tapping out to the big swing makes you look like a pussy. Now, obviously in the in real life, outside of the kayfabe world of wrestling, Jericho's obviously not a pussy. But right now, the Ocho looks like a pussy. Okay? <laughs> Okay, the Ocho looks like a Pinocha. That's what he looks like right now. Is how stupid this fucking that, that finish fucking was. It was the dumbest idea, and whoever came up with it should be should be boiled alive and have their fat sold for soap. That was a stupid idea. And then of course you got Sammy and John Moxley. It's on Rampage, so I don't give a fuck. And Daniel Garcia has to be mentored by Sammy Guevara. I this is worse than when Daniel Bryan had to have the Miz as a mentor. And on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening, dear God. God help us all. We got Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Brian Cage with Prince Not Nana. God damn, this was stupid. Let's just be honest. There, there was nothing here. It, there wasn't. This was. There was nothing here. It, it it didn't. It didn't. I mean, it did. It did somewhat get Jungle Boy over, but that was about it. It somewhat got Jungle Boy over. It, it was embarrassing for 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 Brian Cage. This was embarrassing. First of all, you. This is a guy, and he's a champion, mind you. No, he's a champion and that doesn't matter but still he's got a belt he's got a belt around his waist he's supposed to be the machine he's built like a brick shit house and yet jungle boy is dropping him with moves that shouldn't drop a person of brian cage's size there's no psychology that's and called to top, psychology there is none and to top it all off he makes brian cage tap out now some people are gonna go well technically he didn't because the ref wasn't looking the motherfucker was tapping Jeez. what let's, let's just do the get let's do the gimmick hold on let's do the gimmick because everybody wants us to, wants to hear us do the gimmick you ready ready psychology Jesus Christ! There was none of it here. This was this was it, it did nothing to elevate Jungle Boy. And to top it all off, he's like now all of a sudden he's like I want the biggest bitch of them all. So now they want to put him in a match with Big Cass. I'm, I'm calling him Big, Big Cass. Bill. Big Bill. Big Bill. Whatever the fuck. I'm not. What his name is? Uh. Uh-uh. I call him by his Christian name, Big Cass. So and Stokely Hathaway comes out. By the way, he was the only entertaining thing about this afterbirth. Um, because I thought his promo was phenomenal. Great. Knew how to get all the pressure points of Jungle Boy. True. And then Lee Moriarty comes out. Big Cass comes out. And just when I thought this couldn't get any more pathetic, and just when I thought they couldn't kill psychology anymore, what causes the man who's seven foot tall and you can't teach that to bail from the ring? Slim Shady, I mean Hook, walk into the ring. <laughs> Yes, because 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 hook because because Big Bill running from hook makes sense. Said nobody fucking ever. 
Sure. No, but well, maybe. Well. Now Tony Khan said that, and then someone should have slapped him. That was well, either that or either that, or they should ask him where he bought his weed. But the saddest thing I've ever seen. Like, and this is what I hate about Big Cass. Has there ever been a wrestling promotion that hasn't tried to cut his nuts off? No, but they don't. The, here's the thing: Book is not built up enough as a monster technician to even make for this to even make sense. Here's the thing: I don't give a fuck if he was built like a master technician. Look at Hook and look at Big Cass. Big Cass should not be running. It's one thing if Hook had good moves and was able to outsmart him and maybe tripped him up or took out his legs or knocked him down or something. He was able to get something in that looked believable. But Big Cass should not be looking at Hook and going, oh, I'm scared. I need to leave. Yeah, and then and then they and then they they tried to play it off. Like, we're going to fight on our own time. No, this looks, this doesn't, the, there's a way to do chicken shit heel and this is not the way to do it. No, this isn't chicken shit heel. This is big pussy heel. That's what this is. There's a difference. Okay, this is not chicken shit heel. This was big pussy heel. And it was yeah, fucking this, stupid. This doesn't make them look any better. Yeah, and then... There's, there was no heat to this. Nothing! Like, when he said the biggest bitch of them all, I seriously thought Jungle Boy was gonna say Christian Cage. Yeah. But I, my, my, I'm, I'm guessing... Here's what I think is gonna happen. Now that he's beaten Luchasaurus, I think Christian's just gonna stay off TV until he's fully healed. And then when yep. they get closer to Revolution, then Christian's gonna make a comeback. Then they're finally gonna get in the ring, have a real match and that's when Jungle Boy gets the fucking win finally. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe. I, there's no telling. I mean, the sad part is Jungle Boy is not a terrible worker. He's not. But he's not He's not built like somebody that, I. how do I say this? Jungle Boy will never be a world champion. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Jungle Boy. There's no, he's not built enough. You can't see Jungle Boy versus MJF because it wouldn't, it just doesn't make sense. He's not built. When I say built, I mean the body type doesn't look like it, it would work. Well, here's the thing. If they, if if Jungle Boy was booked properly, I think that would be doable. But here's the problem. Here's but they they could book him like a Rey Mysterio. Well, here's the thing. Because well, I don't know Rey Mysterio because Jungle Boy is not that much of a spot monkey. But here's the thing: is sure. Jungle the issue with Jungle Boy is they're trying to make him a badass by beating people in ways that are not realistic. That's the problem. Exactly. Like, could Jungle Boy get a victory over Brian Cage if booked properly? Yes. yes. Tapping him out. Hitting him with Canadian destroyers. None of that shit is believable. It's fucking dumb. At least with Luchasaurus, when they were in the cage, they did somewhat believable shit. There were yep. some moments that were like, all right, get the fuck out of here. They were few and far between. They found a way to make it believable so the viewer could see a scenario where Jungle Boy could actually win this fight. But ma making hit, making fucking, but, but this match with Brian Cage is stupid. It's like they, they're throwing the psychology out the window because it's like, well, they already know it's scripted, so why do we have to try? Gator, explain explain to the children why they have to try. Uh, because it's wrestling. That's the whole object here, is, is to make it look like actual combat. And it, when you do not make it look like actual combat, you shit upon my business, and you make it look fake. And Vinny, it's not it's not meant to look fake, is it? No, it's not meant did to I, be. Did I do that? Did I do that correctly? Yes, accurately, correctly. It was perfect. So on that note, we're gonna move on here. We got. We're not the motherfucker, everybody.
Yes. So we cut to John Moxley, who discusses Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuta's wins at Ring of Honor Final Battle and his own victory on AEW Rampage. Castanoli says the Blackpool Combat Club will make a statement in 2023. Moxley previews his match against Sammy Guevara and vows to stomp him into oblivion. He again says Hangman Page knows where to find him, and he encouraged Hangman to bring his Dark Order buddies with him. Blah, 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 blah. Moxley's good. Claudio is the same boring bullshit. Wheeler's useless. I mean, it wasn't, it did what you wanted it to do, but that's about it. Yes. It got nothing. And it's like, it's pretty much the same shit they said before. We're going to make a statement. What statement? What statement? What statement are you going to make? That Claudio <laughs> is finally going to learn how to fucking talk in 2023? Uh, that Wheeler Useless is actually going to become useful in 2023? Is John Moxley going to go less than, is going to go more than two minutes in the ring without bleeding? What statement no. are you really going to make? Or is it going to be the same shit you do every week, which is a statement you've already fucking made, or that we can make it without William Regal? Is that the rest that you're going to tell us? What what statement? What statement? There, there's no statement for you guys to make other than other than Moxley's the only one out of the three of us that can talk. And so Wheeler Useless and I are just going to wrestle and but still believe we should be handed everything. That's the only statement I see these fuckers making. And the fact that you want to bring the Dark Order into this makes it even sadder. But ironically, the only reason they want to bring in the Dark Order is, well, we need somebody with personality because God forbid we should get any. And then we have a promo with Swerve Strickland who discusses walking away from Keith Lee and says he has no friends. Wrestling. Yes. They're now officially broken up. Gator, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many fucks do we give? Ah, that would be zero. This this is like watching that one couple that argues all the time and you're finally looking at the girl who's done lost her damn mind because you knew she was a psycho to begin with and you're looking at that guy and you're going, well, good for you, bud. At least you're, at least you're not fucking with her no more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, am I am I wrong? That's what this is. Pretty much. Um, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We have the House of Black with Julia Hart versus the Factory with Lee Johnson. Squoosh. Yeah, dumb, stupid, complete waste of time. I must be the only AEW person not excited to see the House of Black back because it's sad. Squoosh. So then we cut to a video package that hypes up the AEW Women's Championship match between Jamie Hayter and her. Karushita taking place next week. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not excited about that. I'm not I, either. It, there's nothing, there's nothing there that makes me go, I have to see this. No. Yeah. They, they, I don't, I don't know why they didn't just have it on this show. Like, why are you even advertising it? Nobody cares. It's because they got to have something for the holiday bash, Mr. Budrella, because it's a bash. Yeah. It's a holiday bash. <laughs> of course. And then it's we come. Feelings. <laughs> I always, I always like that name better. Yeah. Glad someone's having a season's beatings around here. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of them are having a season's beatings, and then there's the elite whose season's beating off. So it's all good. Yeah. So then we cut to the backstage area where Sky Blue interrupts Britt Baker's interview and challenges her to a match. Again, why? <clears throat> we got to have somebody. We got to have a ladies match on, on Rampage. Is that why? We just, we yeah. Need, we need women. We need the women's. Yes. We, we need the women's. Uh, they have to be featured. 
featured as well. It's okay. it's it's a new it's a modern era gator. It's equality. You know they have to be featured. Yeah, equality. Some of the, some of these women in AEW are good, and then other of them, others of them deserve to be in my kitchen making me a damn sandwich. So <laughs> I'm just saying this is this is this is this. Is, I don't know how to feel about this because Sky Blue is not terrible, but Sky Blue is greener than baby shit. Yes. So so maybe her working with Britt might help though, because Britt does know her way around the ring. Maybe, rain. but maybe, but there's nothing really there. I mean, what's she gonna do? Run her through it? I don't know. I mean, it is Rampage. It's taped, so they could they so could this, they could do something this with is it. Probably gonna be a damn training match for Scott. Maybe. Hope hopefully the training pays off. And then, maybe. ladies and gentlemen, we move on to the next match of the evening. Gator mentioned earlier. Oh, it gets worse. Well, Gator, I'm sure is gonna tell you all about why it gets worse because we have Chris Jericho goes one on one with Action and Dreddy. Okay, don't you sit on him because he's he's uh, I know him very well. Okay, he is he is the current MCW Pro Wrestling World Champion, and hey, that's the problem. Nobody nobody knew this kid before he came out there. The only thing that I can say here is is okay. Jericho gave him a little shine. Let's go, Jobber. <laughs> I heard that. Jericho gave him a little shine. The kid, the kid went went over. But if they're never gonna use this guy again, then this was a waste of time. I don't know what the thought process was here. If they're never gonna use the guy again, this is a waste of time. The only thing I can think of here is that they want to tell the story that Jericho is losing his mind, losing his edge. He's becoming old, and he's losing. He's he doesn't have. He's not the same Chris Jericho that he used to be. Yeah, because obviously after this. He throws a temper tantrum backstage talking about I am the Ocho and losing his fucking mind. And yeah, so that's the only thing I can think of here. But this only works if you have a talent that you are trying to get over. Well, from what I've read online, Action Andretti is all elite. So he has been signed to AEW. Okay, well then there you go. That's cool. But here's the question. Right now, are they going to actually capitalize on this and keep him on Dynamite and have him do some stuff? Or is he going to be spending the the next several months or years on dark and elevation? Because Tony still is under the delusion that the YouTube show is worth a damn. Because it's it's not. If he's anything, this kid's going to be on rampage a lot. Here's the thing. This man, in his first match in AEW... Beat a main eventer and a former world champion. Not just a former world champion. The first ever AEW world heavyweight champion. The first champion this company ever had. This kid beat in his first debut match. If if, If he is not on Dynamite every week... And if he's not whooping some j- other younger guys' asses, if this doesn't lead to him by the end of 2023 with a TNT title around his waist, then congratulations. You just wasted all our fucking time. That's the exact... I agree exactly with you here on this. Yeah. Unless unless you're going to strap a motherfucking rocket to this kid, you haven't done it. And that's the thing. You can't have Jericho putting people over that you're not going to strap the rocket ship to. Rocket. That's the thing. Jericho is on, no pun intended, an elite level. Guys like him should not be putting wow. over. Wow. Okay. Jericho is the t- is not the type of person that you use to put over random schlubs. You use guys like Jericho to put over who you want to build the company around in the future. Guys who can actually carry the goddamn company. That's who Jericho is 
needs to be jobbing to. If he's not jobbing to those type of people, then he is wasting the rub. This kid, this kid is not. Here's the thing, okay? He's just he's a bit of a spot monkey, and I'm gonna catch heat for this. I already know. He's a bit of a spot monkey. There's not much basics here. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to. I still have to work. I need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, remember, I'm still working in I'm working in the company that he's the world champion for right now. <laughs> hey, turn it into a feud. Make money. Um, no, I can't. Okay, I'll turn it into a feud. Look here, Action Anderson. Hold on, let me do this the way I normally would do this. Look here, Action Anderson. You want to be on the TV? You think you're a big shot? You think you're the best in the world? You think you can beat Chris Jericho, the Ocho? Well, guess what? I'm, I am the DH. I am number 10 because I'm a perfect 10, okay? You want to do something? You want to put that MCW title on the line? Come get you some if you want some okay my family ain't perfect they don't walk on no water i don't walk on no water the devil whispers in my ear and trips the angel right off my shoulder you think i give a damn about you so you beat somebody with 30 years experience cool next time i see you i'm gonna give you 30 slaps to the fucking face bravo Beautiful. And that's why he's a teacher. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we cut to the backstage area with the challenger, Ricky Starks, who discusses how his magic is MJF, and he says a lot of people are looking up to him. Yes, this was great. He fired up. This was a babyface promo that I wanted. By the way, by the way, you're going you're not gonna leave that in, are you? <laughs> I'd like to. Oh god. <laughs> Just because it's really good, dude. Like, that's that's a well-done okay, promo. Okay, we here at the Boochcast do not want to work any shows. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Fuck it, let it go. If I got to work him, I got to work. Hey, it's, it's, <laughs> hey. Hey, we, hey, look. We, we, we're professionals at the end of the day. We have opinions on the business, but if we got to work it. I understand that, but that was a damn good promo. It was just a damn like good promo. Ricky Starks was. Yes, but I'm just trying to explain to people that if we're, if we're, if, if Gator's working an indie show or I'm working an indie show and we got to work with somebody, whether we like them or not, we can be professional and do business oh, as yeah, long as they hey, do. I, I, look, don't think I don't like action, Andretti. I'm just trying to make some money. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, when you were doing the whole, some of us have to work. I don't want people to think that we hate this kid because we don't. It has, no. it has nothing to do with the kid. It has most of my anger is revolving around Jericho. Bitch. Yeah. So, and yeah, Ricky Starks did a hell of a job with this promo as well. So then we cut to, oh, God. I, Gator's going to be more excited about this than I am. Um, FTR discusses their loss to the Briscoes at Ring of Honor Final Battle and brought up the way the guns attacked them. Cashwood says the guns got their attention. Hollywood <clears throat> says they'll go through the guns to keep building their legacy. I'm just excited we're going to get to see FTR and the guns because the guns are not bad. They're not terrible at all. I mean, and FTR can carry them to a good match. So this shouldn't be decent. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me but just I, clarify this. But I'm also, but I'm also a Midnight, midnight Express. Mark. Yes. Um and the best and the best version of Midnight Express is STO. Yes. <laughs> Uh, they're no Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, but they'll do. Um, and no, they, no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're better by, than Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. It goes FTR, Bobby and Dennis, Bobby and Stan. Fuck that. So anyway, um, but yeah, so. You say fuck that because you don't like Dennis Condry, no, you I, asshole. I'm sorry. I prefer Stan Lane. So. Action Andretti, Action Andretti. by the way, Mr. Bugirelli is going to manage me, and I need you to get a stiff one in on him because he don't like Dennis Condry. <laughs> 
Tell you what, I'll let you. I'll let you get a stiff one on me if you even know who Dennis Condry is. Who him? Yeah. I was about to say you know I know who Dennis Condry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm okay. saying if, he, if if actually knows, I know you know who Dennis Condry is. Well, well, for obvious reasons, but anyway. For obvious reasons, yeah. But I'm saying because here's the thing. Obviously, I I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it here. Um, I'm not I'm not upset that FTR lost the the tag team titles because here's why. Without the AEW tag belts that they should have won from the acclaimed, those Ring of Honor belts were just taking up space. It meant it meant bike. nothing. It meant nothing, and they have two other titles. That mean nothing either. So they're continuing to. I, 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 this is what I respect about FTR. They're still willing to go out there and talk about you know having great matches and building their legacy despite the fact. They're getting dry dick fucked in the ass every week. Correct. I but they're still over. They're um, still over. They're still over, but that's just because they're good. They are getting <laughs> over exactly. in spite of the shitty booking. And I know Gator's going to enjoy the match between FTR and the Ass Boys. I feel like this is a waste of time. Okay, but I'm going to enjoy it for the... Well, I'm going to enjoy it just because it's FTR. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would be more excited for FTR and the Ass Boys if the AEW belts were on the line and FTR had the titles. This is goddamn ridiculous. And here's the thing: I'll still watch FTR wrestle. It, it's hard for me not to, but it's awesome. But it's even harder for me to get excited about anything they're doing. I can't get emotionally invested because I know they deserve better than what they're getting. And there are three cancer cells that are infecting their push and. Apparently, no amount of chemotherapy is going to let them overcome it. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. Oh, boy. Fasten your seatbelts, children. It's going to be a bumpy ride. As we get to the next match of the evening, we got Ty Mello with Sammy Guevara versus Ruby Soho. What the fuck was this? Wrestling. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was a sorry attempt of wrestling. I mean, it was better. It was a better attempt than the first clusterfuck. But these two, the sad part is uh, Ruby can work. But Ty, I understand why why Sammy loves her so much. Because she absolutely positively sucks. <laughs> Dick, wrestling, everything. Yeah. That's the only thing I like about watching Ty's match is, is the fact that I get to look at her ass for a little bit. That's it. Yeah, I mean, she has no idea what she's doing. She's like, she's like a blind kid. She's like a blind kid in a maze with nothing but spikes on the wall. Like, it's it's not gonna end well watching this. Yeah, and Ruby's literally carrying her through this match. She's like a kid. She's like a kid with Down syndrome at a soccer match trying to figure out how to kick a goal. Like, you want to root for this bitch, but but she's not gonna she's not gonna have a good end result. Yes, give it to them, the damaged people. Yeah. She's she's like a one-legged guy in a football game trying to hobble down the field, and eventually you're like, "Fuck, he got tired." <laughs> well, that def- well then she definitely wasn't playing in a Falcons game. So anyway, this match was just sad all around. It was sad all around. Ruby Soho carried this whole fucking thing, but still, it was not the least bit interesting. Interesting, good, bad, indifferent. Here's the problem, okay? Ty couldn't draw money with a fucking green print. She doesn't need to be on the TV. The only thing she's good at, she is a decent little heel valet because she has a shitty, smirky look on her face. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all she's good for.
forward. That and let me look at her ass. That's it. Yeah. And of course, uh, got a nice ass. I mean, yeah. she ain't got that ass, but she's got a nice ass. Yes. And then of course, uh, Anna Jay attacks Soho after the match and Jay drives Ruby to the mat face first. And so now it looks like they're trying to do something with Ruby against Anna or Ty or something like that. Even that, even that was bad. Like what? Huh? Huh? Why? Huh? It, it made I'm no so sense. Side note, I think I forgot <laughs> forgot to say something. I just I just remembered. Um fuck you, Brian Cage. Wait, what? Fuck you, Brian Cage. Why? What this is this is a wrestling lesson with your Uncle Gator, okay? Did you did you notice? <clears throat> you notice when they did the spot with the with Prince Nana on the ropes when he was going to intentionally run into him? Brian Cage slowed down and made the run look fucking phony. I don't know if that's because Brian Cage was trying was was trying not to hit the guy full on or because Prince Nana doesn't know how to take that bump. But that looked terrible. I just want to throw that out there because I am a man. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry. That was a weird place to throw it in, but yes, that was a very weird place. I just had that. I just had that brain fluffle. Okay. Well, anyway, on that note, we move on here. We cut to the backstage area with Alex Marvez, who asks <clears throat> Hangman Page for a medical update. Hangman recalls how he was knocked out when he got a concussion. He remembers, you know, they asked him the date. They asked him where he was, you know, the answer. And he said for an hour, he couldn't remember his son's name when the doctors asked him. And if Moxley wants to drag him to hell, he's taking Moxley with him. God damn it, this was good. God, this was good. He had a little bit of baby face fire. Did you see the fire? I saw the fire. There there was a little fire. There was a little clean. This was a little good, but this was a good little promo. Okay, Hangman. Okay, Hangman. Now give me that every week. Give me that same intensity and that same shit every week. That's all I'm asking. All I want is my baby face is to fire up. Is that too much to ask? Is to have emotions like a regular human being? No, it makes perfect sense. I thought it was um very well done. And I know Adam Page has that ability. The fact that he doesn't showcase it all the time is weird. Like there's never any consistency with it. But once he hits once he hits it, it's gold. And he's always been like that. Exactly. It's uh, the thing is he's so inconsistent, but when it's there, it's there. And this was there. This was there. You actually made me feel there for a second that John Moxley took took something away from you. Absolutely. And on that note, we now move on to the main event of the evening. For the AEW World Championship and the Dynamite Diamond Ring, winner take all. MJF defends both of these things against absolute Ricky Starks. Goddamn, this was a fucking phenomenal wrestling match. This was great. This had a big match feel from the second it happened. There was psychology. There was decent working. These two guys, even when they, even when they fought, even when they fought, they took a second, slowed down, got their shit together, and made it happen. Vinny, why can't I have this every week? This is, is this so, so, so hard for me to ask? No, see, in AEW, it's a diva-like demand to expect this caliber of great wrestling every week, apparently. I want, I want, to, no, but here's the thing. I want storylines and wrestling like that every week. I want sports-based presentation like that every week. That was sports-based presentation. <clears throat> it was believable. It was. It was believable. It was great. <laughs> The pacing was very well done. There nothing, nothing. There was nothing that was. There was no missteps. There was no fuck ups. You know, there was no unnecessary movement. They covered it up. 
MJF got real heat. The referee was distracted. The referee didn't look like a fucking idiot, unlike other matches in this in this series when he does. Yeah, that's always by the, the way, worst. By, by the way, did anybody else know notice Aubrey Edwards looked like the fucking teacher from Jimmy Neutron? Just saying. <laughs> in this particular match, she kind of did a little bit. Well, she wasn't even the referee for this match, but she did earlier. She looked like yes, and uh, the way she was wearing her hair, it looked that way. Yeah, it did. She looked like a. She looked. Like he looked like a fucking giraffe and an ostrich fuck. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, anyway, but this match was just fucking phenomenal. Yes, it definitely was, and it was, it was great. And then, of course, sorry, sorry, I had to cough and fit again. Yeah, I will say this it, though, it was just wonderful. Like there is, I can't, I can't not say anything bad about this. Yeah, I can't say anything bad about the match at all. However, the one complaint that I have, the finish, not even the finish, oh, what? the afterbirth. Uh... After this epic fucking match. This stellar main event that was built to perfection. After the match, mm-hmm. MJF is walking up the ramp in celebration. Out <clears throat> comes Brian Danielson. <clears throat> Brian Danielson, who is angry, enraged, furious mm-hmm. at Maxwell Jacob Friedman mm-hmm. <clears throat> for what he did to William Regal. Because he's the only member of the Blackpool Combat Club who still gives a fuck about William Regal and chases after MJF. Now, apparently, there was a botched moment here. Because apparently, the plan was MJF jumps over the barricade, the guardrail, and hightails it out of here. But the guardrail breaks and is now separated and wide open as MJF runs up the stairs. Now, I know that it was not supposed to break. Accidents can happen. Instances like this take place. But usually, in wrestling, if you know what the fuck you're doing, and let's be honest, MJF and Brian Danielson, two people who know what the fuck they're doing. Here's my question, and I'd like to have a logical answer, but I don't think I'm going to get one because it makes no fucking sense. If the barricade is broken and it's wide open and nothing is in between Brian Danielson and MJF, why does he stop running? Um... (laughs) Answer that for me, people. Please. I'd love to hear an answer. If you got one, please. I'm all ears. Let's hear it. Anyone? I got nothing. Thank you. Then I can can continue this point. Again, this is not some random two guys fighting for a title. This is Daniel Bryan, the man who stopped John Moxley from dispensing wrestling vigilante justice upon Lord William Regal for fucking him out of his world heavyweight championship. Moxley, who had every reason on God's green earth to want to tear William Regal limb from limb from damn limb. And not one person in that building would have booed him for it. Brian Danielson begs him to stop. Begs and pleads to spare his life because he taught me how to love my father. You, that was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever goddamn heard. Yeah, but but whatever. If you're doing that, why was there? Why was? Why was there so much? But the point is this: this is how much Daniel Bryan loves William Regal. He has love for this man with all his heart, and yet you stop running. I, Oh, look, ladies and gentlemen, 
I can't speak for the rest of humanity, but I'm gonna tell you something right now. If I had a family member or a friend or a mentor, if I loved someone as much as Brian Danielson loves William Regal and you put that person in the hospital, God can't protect you from me. Unless there is a wall or a barricade, if, if that barricade had broken and I was Brian Danielson, I'm chasing you up the goddamn building. I am, I'm not stopping until either you outrun me or security tackles me to the goddamn ground or I get my hands on you and I beat the fuck out of you, okay? And if you don't believe me, you're talking to a guy who a few years back when his ex-girlfriend was being sexually harassed at work, I was ready to take a ball-peen hammer, go over to his job, and go over to her job and beat that motherfucker senseless. And the only reason I didn't do it was because my ex begged me on her hands and knees not to. But Mr. Bujarelli, the hammer. Yeah, I wanted to drop the fucking hammer, literally. You think Mr. that no, hammer? No, 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 no. It was hammer time. Yes. Oh, it was hammer time. Big time. That was the dumbest fucking thing. Brian Danielson, because again, this is why I hate modern, this is what I hate about modern wrestling. This is why modern wrestling makes my skin crawl and my blood boil. Because most of these empty-headed fucks don't have the balls or the skills to call audibles when needed. They have to, they have to stop doing something because I'm sorry, that's not in the script. Uh, that's not it's part not of the plan. That wasn't in the format. I'm supposed to stop when he gets here. So even though it makes no fucking sense because there's nothing blocking me from killing this guy, I'm supposed to stop here. So I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to get in the ring and I'm going to help up Ricky Starks even though there's no connection between the two of us of any kind. It's more, even though I love William Regal and this guy put him in the hospital, it's more important for me to give this random dude the rub than get my revenge. Let me know when I start telling lies. Seriously, that was goddamn ridiculous. Now again, as stated, I loved the fucking match. Ricky Starks, MJF, they did no wrong. Let me clarify that before we wrap this show up. I don't want people thinking I'm shitting on this match. I ain't shitting on the match. I'm shitting on Brian Danielson because this motherfucker is a veteran, multiple-time world champion. He's worked for the Big Dance. He's main evented two WrestleManias. One, he actually deserved a main event. This motherfucker knows better. But again, he belongs to the club of people of that's not what we rehearsed in the back, so I can't do it out here. And as a wise man in wrestling once said multiple times on his own show, we don't have access to your fucking script, so we don't know what you're supposed to do. So how about you make your shit look realistic? Hell, even in football, quarterbacks call audibles when they read blitz. But no, 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 I forgot. We don't, we don't do sports here. Gary, do you have anything else to add? Or can we just wrap this up because I, I'm done talking about this place? Just wrap this shit up. All right. Well, Gator, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us. This will wrap up the recap of AEW, and uh, we'll definitely talk on the next one. Yay, but thanks. All right. Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and 
and videos. Visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Episode 2 of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the 90s, dropped uh, yesterday. It was uh, the Viper Room, Hollywood Sanctuary. Make sure you check that out. And be on the lookout for TV for Teens dropping next Thursday on the Boochcast YouTube channel. Also, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. We're making our first stop on the road to WrestleMania. So we'll be checking out the women's and men's Royal Rumble matches to find out who will be reign eventing nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special treat in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budgets. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there are not fa- are not fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we have the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it was a Peacock, there's nowhere to put that $9.99. So today $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid Ooh. for their hard work, then anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of feed uh, Zachariah Scott's his ramen noodles and continue our never-ending crusade of trying to get him laid. And Which until- will never happen. <laughs> and until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! And I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Bye! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.